0: Hello, hello! Devin here again with the Tea Circle. I am about to record another tea party interview with Miss Elizabeth. How are we doing
1: today, Miss Elizabeth? I'm just so happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy for you to be here. Now, can you summarize real quick uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, what we'll be talking about today?
1: Yeah, so I'm from Colorado, born and raised, and I, you know, have gone to school year my entire life, Um, only left the country briefly, um, but proud Coloradan, and I am interested in being a public defender, so I worked at a courthouse for a couple years, studied, you know, legal things, I guess you would say. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best
0: way to say it, I think. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the the broadest way I could say it, but in undergrad, and then, yeah, after that, started working at a courthouse for a judge, um, and just kind of explored that interest a little bit further without making the actual financial commitment to go to law school. And then after working at a courthouse for a couple of years, you know, studied for and took the LSAT, which we'll have to talk about. That, <laughs> that was a journey within itself. Yes. But now I'm getting ready to leave Colorado in just a couple of weeks um, and move to Washington to start law school uh, with the goal of being a public defender.
0: That is awesome. Okay. So you heard it here that she's going to Washington in only a few weeks. It's going to be right around the corner. So I would I can't wait to get like into that, jump into more about how she kind of came to this journey of leaving Colorado and how she feels about it. But go ahead and grab yourself a cup of tea. We have, for me, for myself, I have the Spice Chai. I love Spice Chai and I add a little bit of a creamer i think it was like oatmeal creamer that uh miss elizabeth had in her fridge and then some honey so good and then she had her coffee so we're all set to go so grab yourself a cup of goodness and join us here in the tea circle so we can get started I should like to help everyone if possible. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. It's
1: human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. With is life,
0: is possibility. There is discovery.
1: There is possibility. There is freedom. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. Your only limit is your soul. I am awake. I am alive.
0: Okay, so now that you guys have your cup of goodness, you guys are all cozy, we're cozy. We got pillows, we got Mr. Rugby over here, our little kitty cat um joining us in the podcast. So if you hear him in the background, don't worry, he just wants to uh tune in and share a little bit. <laughs> and uh so I just want to start off by kind of starting at the beginning. Where did you find yourself uh loving I guess, law, like how did you jump into it, realize that that's something that you wanted to do and kind of take it further, uh, for your career?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, um, both my parents went to law school and so, but well, my dad primarily practiced law. My mom didn't really like it, which is interesting to have both perspectives. My dad, um, was an, an attorney that defends attorneys that have gotten into trouble, but more than that, uh he would watch what we would call like creepy shows on saturday nights so like oh, okay. uh true tv investigation discovery basically like murder shows <laughs> yeah. where someone gets murdered and then they're like you know they have like an, you know, a detective or whoever like figuring it out yeah yeah um and that used to be kind of like our our bonding activity <laughs> like on saturday nights i think i was like you know, as young as like 11, 12 years old, nice. and they definitely scared me. Like they, they really yeah. spooked me.
0: Well, especially cause they're real. like <laughs> It actually happens. I know.
1: And then, and then you're like, well, it was just funny. Cause then I would be like, you know, Thinking they were under my bed, or thinking they were like behind the shower curtain, stuff like that, where it like started. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, where I was like, you know, reflecting on it, I'm like, I'm really glad I had that, but at the same time, like, it just, I was like anxious that like people were out to get me, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's initially what got me interested, and at first, when I started um, in undergrad. I didn't want to be an attorney because I was, that's just, I don't know, something that was a familiar career path to me. And I was like, I don't want to, like, I want to be my own person, go my own way. Gotcha. Um, Which I do feel like I still am doing, even though I'm planning on being an attorney like my parents. Um, But yeah, I didn't want to be an attorney at first because I was like, I know that the time commitment that it takes, especially if you have a family, mm-hmm. and I kind of experienced that, you know, being the child of attorneys. Yeah, but I don't know. I I this this love just came for me, especially because I so I started interning at like an Innocence Project. Um, I would say that most universities, most big universities, have an Innocence Project. So essentially, what it is, it's usually like a nonprofit. Um, organization. And what they do is they they have people that write into them that are usually incarcerated um, in prison and believe that they have been wrongfully convicted of a crime that they're currently serving time for. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, an example would be like, you know, someone's in prison for I don't know, murder, and they think that they were framed for it, and they want folks at the Innocence Project to take a look at it. Yeah. Um, And so usually people at Innocence Projects will be um, attorneys, obviously, um, but also law students, oftentimes. And so I started doing that when I was an undergrad, and I wasn't doing any like substantive legal work, because I had no legal background. Right. But I really felt Strongly that you know there our judicial system, our justice system, and our our prison system, um, and our legal system work in tandem, but often make mistakes. Yeah, and that you know we often see it with um, you know, people of color, people low socioeconomic status. Uh, you know, there are just so many factors that are involved that it kind of overlooks these individuals and, and there's, you know, so many people that are currently serving time for uh, crimes that they didn't commit, uh, people that we, we don't even know about currently, but, you know, people that served years and years and years. And then, you know, for whatever reason, they were, um, you know, wrote into the Innocence Project and got some actual help for from attorneys that could look into their case and, and end up, um, exonerating them
0: yeah,
1: or, you know, letting them out based on, you know, sometimes it'll be like a a DNA test and you'll run the the DNA again and, and it will show that it was a different person, but oftentimes it's, can you produce enough evidence, uh, so that you can, you know, get a new trial. Um, and so anyways, that's what I started with and it kind of drove this like passion for me. for, you know, public defense and representing indigent folks, so folks who just, you know, can't afford to pay for an expensive attorney. Um, And then from there, I did an internship, uh, you know, with the Innocence Project, and I did um, an honors thesis where I interviewed public defenders and asked them about, you know, how defending supposed guilty people affected, uh, their identity and their emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think oftentimes people are like, Oh, how can you represent someone that's guilty? Or how can you sleep at night if you're letting a murderer out or whatever? And I think it's a lot more complicated than that, but it definitely affects their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there I started working in a courthouse, kind of worked my way up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, now I'm at this Transition phase that I never thought I would get to, where I'm getting ready to move to Washington to go to law school so I can become a public defender and uh, you know help out those people in a in a real meaningful way. Um, So it's it's all been part of the journey, but it's been uh, slow and you know it's had its ups and downs. But it's crazy that we're here. Yeah. Well, and I think
0: it kind of does because. You never really know where you're going to end up, especially when you originally think that you're not going to be an attorney and then that's where you kind of are led. You know, that's kind of what happened with me in college is that I had this certain image of what I was going to do and what I was going to be and it did not, that did not happen. (laughs) So it just, it's funny how things work, you know, but to kind of go back to your parents a little bit, you said that, you mentioned that your mom didn't enjoy it as much Mm -hmm. as your dad. so. Is she still in the industry? Is she still doing that as a career?
1: No. So it's interesting that you ask that because my dad went to law school, I think kind of on his own volition, like that's what he wanted to do and pursue. Um, And I'm sure, you know, his parents probably encouraged him to do that. But for my mom, she didn't want to be an attorney. She didn't want to go to law school, but her parents... Convinced her to go. I see. Yeah, so her parents really wanted her to go to law school, specifically her dad. And so, I mean, if you ask her, she said she was forced to go to law school. I don't really know how one would force someone to to, to do that. Sometimes
0: parents are very persuasive. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so I kind of think that she felt like that was something that she had to do. Mm. Um, And then she, you know, she did it. And, um, that's indirectly how my parents met. They didn't go to the same law school, but they both were in law school oh, okay in, in Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, at, yeah, different law schools. And, uh, so she started practicing law and I can't remember what kind of law she practiced, but she doesn't really look back on those years super fondly and i think Honestly. it's just because it was something that she felt like she had to do even though she had no interest in mm-hmm. um so when i decided that i wanted to go to law school my dad was telling me you know whatever it is that you want to do you should do it yeah and my mom was saying that i shouldn't go to law school because it was awful and i don't think it was that my mom was like trying to like tell me that I shouldn't be following my dreams or yeah. wasn't trying to be supportive or anything like that. But I don't think that she
0: just based off her experience, exactly. she
1: didn't careful. Yeah. And she didn't want me to like go through it and decide that, you know, that's actually not what I wanted or that I felt like I needed to like fulfill some sort of destiny right. because both my parents went to law school or whatever, especially with how expensive law school is. Yes. It's
0: a commitment for sure. Yeah,
1: You don't want to just like, go through the motions and go through law school and then like accrue an incredible amount of debt and then suddenly realize that that's not what you wanted to do. And I'm sure that still happens to many people. Oh Um, but I feel like my work with the innocence project and my honors thesis and working at a courthouse, like for a judge, all the accumulation of all of that really sent home the message that i do in fact want to go to law school right because i think oftentimes um you know people will go through undergrad and then go straight into law school without kind of having the practical knowledge of like this is what i want to do or or the initial experience exactly or just like telling themselves like oh yeah this is something that i i'm interested in or i think i'm interested in and then they actually get into the industry and they're like oh shit Shoot!
0: Yeah, this that is, is something. awful. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and, Well, and yeah. you
0: took some time, like you said, and I feel like that answers your questions on is this something that I could really do or want to do? Because, yeah, if you just jumped in, it would be a little bit different because then you don't really know what it's like. Yeah, I mean, until you actually jump in it, and then you're already through school and you've already done it all, and yeah. you're like, well. Or you got to try something yeah, else now. <laughs> so absolutely. It's good that you kind of went that direction on, you know, testing it out.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting that you bring that up, too, because any time when I was at work and I'd be talking to attorneys about me going to law school, the amount of people that I had to tell me don't go to law school, incredible, like so many. Really?
0: And like, wow.
1: And kind of, it kind of frustrated me because first of all, I'm like, sir, you are an attorney who went to law school telling me not Not to to go go. to law school. (laughs) What are you like? Look in the mirror, please try (laughs) that first. And then we can talk. Yeah. But then also it's like, you don't think I like considered all the facts that you're trying to present to me to tell me not to go to law school. They're like, Oh, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a huge time commitment. And I'm like, you think that you telling those things to me is the first that it's occurred to me? (laughs) Like, I think I know, I mean, I haven't, I haven't even, you know, been day one in law school, but I I like to think that I have an idea of what it might be like or being an attorney might be like working with attorneys, working with judges. Also my parents being attorneys. Like I, I understand those things. Yeah. um, But also you have
0: the basic concept down. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So I don't know. And I, and when those people were telling me, don't go to law school, I'm like, well, I'm not going to not go to law school because You're you, are telling no. John Doe, <laughs> told me not to go to law school. Right. Like, what do you think I'm able to gain from that? So yeah. anyways, don't, I guess the point is like, you just need to like follow your dreams and people will offer you so much unsolicited advi- advice, like the amount of unsolicited advice that I have gotten in the past let's just put it to like month to six weeks when I tell people that I'm going to law school of course I appreciate it but the just the amount of that people are like oh let me share what and like I do I definitely do appreciate what they have to say to me but I don't appreciate the people that are just like don't do it I'm like don't talk to me yeah 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 there is
0: There's a certain level and a a certain line to cross or not cross because you have the people that are very educated in the industry and yes, you want to pick their brain, but you also don't want, or there's no need for the negative comments or the negative energy pushed towards you because like everybody has their own, you know, story. They have their own, you know, timeline. They, they all go about it differently. So. Who's to say that John Doe over here went through a terrible experience and thinks that you're going to go through the same terrible experience? That's Mm -hmm. not true. Some people really go through, you know, a great experience and love it. And that's, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, it's just because one person had a bad experience doesn't mean that you're going to have the same bad experience. Mm -hmm. It's, and I, I totally get where you're coming from because... To have someone say no to you or that you can't do it or that it's too hard. It's just, it's almost disappointing because then you're like, well, are you trying to, you know, put me down? Or are you trying, or you, do you think I'm not capable of yeah. doing it? What is it? Like what, what, you know, entices or triggers that you need to tell me to not do it or mm-hmm. to don't go through with it? Yeah. And like, then I
1: almost have to like convince them why I still am doing it or why I can do it right. and I'm like I can't do for advice or you get you tried to come to me to give me advice and now I'm trying to convince you why something that I'm doing for me
0: yeah that doesn't good affect for you.
1: them at all <laughs> yeah. is something that I'm still going to be doing regardless right.
0: It's like, I don't have to tell you my life story, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like at this point I have to, to convince you or not even convince you just to let you know why I'm still going through with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I totally get it. Those are the same people that are like, oh, you know, and of course, I mean, I think they all have good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they're just trying to, you know, put me down or at least, maybe I'm just trying to think the best of people. Uh, yeah. But yeah. those people definitely are like, Oh, you know, I wish the best at you. Like I'll, I'll miss you. And I'm like, okay, well say a little prayer for me because I'll need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, um, you mentioned before, like you, you've done your research Shoo! I don't know anything about law and I know it's hard. Like it's not something that is taken lightly. So I, I get the, the nervous comments, I should say, yeah. to put it lightly, but like at the same time, you're going to do what you're going to do and you're going to find it out on your own way. Right. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you had to come up with that solution on your own, not for someone telling you that it's not going to work or to not go through with it. I mean, it's just simple as that. You have to, you have to follow it to the end. Otherwise at the end of it all, if you didn't go through with it, you're going to regret it too. Cause you're like, well, what? What would have happened if I actually went through with it? Yeah. You know, or how could I have just believed this random stranger not going through with it, even though it was my dream?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want to have like these what ifs. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. No what ifs. No what ifs. So we're, we're instead going to be just, you know, struggling and also thriving a good combination of the both yes life is full. blood sweat and tears yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. so I guess probably that. some more tears along the way
1: <laughs> yeah definitely definitely late nights yeah. yeah late nights it's been a minute since I've had to like write essays or like study or yes. like, sit down and I think my attention span is like really not where it needs
0: to be. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all of us. Honestly, I cannot imagine going back to college at this point. I feel like I would I I don't know, it would be it would be it would be difficult. But I think that in the end, if it's something that you're truly passionate about, mm-hmm. those are just, you know, those are just little, you know, issues in the grand scheme of things, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, uh, an essay it's, yes, it's not exactly the funnest thing that you'll mm-hmm. want to do ever in <laughs> going to school, mm-hmm. but you have the passion and the, the goal at the end of it mm-hmm. and the light at the end of the tunnel kind of yeah. thing, pushing you through that. It's like this essay is minuscule. on the things that you're going to accomplish later on yeah, by long completing. Term. Yeah. Long-term. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And like, that's kind of what I've been reminding myself to like make myself feel better. With everything is because you know I like I said in my little intro is that I have always lived in Colorado and I've never lived anywhere else so I'm like I'm so nervous about moving and moving in general is just a bummer right like even if you're moving like 15 minutes away, like it just the process of moving it is a process, it just turns me into a person that I, I'm i like, Who is that? You know, <laughs> Who it's, is like, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, kind yeah. of. Not that yeah. I'm saying it makes me like an awful person, but no,
0: I get it. No I one, get like, it. yeah, there's just two sides of the coin here, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: but but what makes me feel better about it, and kind of what I'm having to remind myself as I get older listen, I'm not very old, but something that I have noticed is that I worked at the courthouse for three years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that time went by so fast. Yeah, And maybe it's cause like COVID was kind of like a murky, weird, like gray area time where like, no one really knows what happened, you know, like yeah. those are the lost years. Yeah.
0: It was kind of blurry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm like, you know, if I can do that for three years, I kind of like, I look at that time as like my, like pre-law school, law school, you know, like that little law school. It's like an internship getting
0: you prepped and ready to go. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I'm like, you know what, if I can do that for three years, then I can do like, I can do anything for three years. Like I can do law school for three years and it's, it's as moving is as temporary or as permanent as I want it to be. And me telling myself that really makes me feel better because I'm really heartbroken about leaving Colorado. I'm also really excited to move to Washington, but like I just am having a lot of anticipatory anxiety right now. Like I have no idea what it's going to be like. I've never lived anywhere else. And like, I'm holding on to like every minute, every, every hour, every day. I'm just like savoring it. It
0: is definitely some unknown territory. Yeah.
1: And that's what makes me anxious is that I, I don't really know what to expect, but like, that's also what's exciting and I think that's it's a mix,
0: it's a mix of emotions, for sure, yeah,
1: I have been crying a lot lately, yeah,
0: yeah, so. and know, it's fair. I mean, your whole life is here, and mm-hmm. to just uproot it is i I'll just say that I know how that how that is. Yeah. I've done that before, um, once in my life, and I have a feeling it's not gonna be the last time that I do it, yeah. but it's just something that like I think that people underestimate how good change can be even though it's scary Um, and I think that that change really pushes us because imagine if you were day in and day out and there's no change there's Mm -hmm. there's no room for growth yeah Um, if, if you have that change in front of you then you have every opportunity to grow and like learn new things but without that change it's just the same. Yeah. So, we kind of need change whether oh. we are ready for it or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like and that's kind of what pushed me, I think, to to go to Washington and to leave Colorado is that I knew I needed this growth and I knew that I needed something to to push me um because, you know, there were schools in Colorado that I was looking at going to. One of them is the same the law school is at the same Undergrad that I went to, so it'd be you know in the same town that I've been living in for the last seven years, and then the other one is one that I grew up across the street from, up until you know age 18. So they're both very familiar to me, and I I don't I don't inherently think that there's anything wrong with familiarity, but I was also looking for something to really push me and get me out of my comfort zone and and force me to grow and have new experiences and meet new types of people because Kind of going off of what you were saying is that, you know, if, if I'm a goldfish, if we are gold fishes, goldfish, well,
0: goldfish? We are goldfish Goldfish is a, is a, yes. <laughs> is a plural yes. and, and singular yes. goldfish and then goldfish. So
1: I would do great in <laughs> law school just with the goldfishes.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, it. It's like geese and goose. Yeah. Like it's so weird. I know. You never, you never (laughs) know. Like geeses? No, it's geese. Yeah. Gooses? No, it's goose.
1: (laughs) That one really stumped me for a second. But okay. So let's say we're goldfish and we are just used to being in the same small bowl. Mm -hmm. You know that there's a lot of comfort and security there. Cause you already know what you're going to expect day in and day out. I, No, I'm an anxious person and so I really hold on to routine and I like following schedules and I kind of like knowing what I am to expect uh, ahead of me but you know if you're just floating around swimming around that same old bowl and you know what to expect then like you're not forcing yourself to grow and to like learn and adapt. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. And I know that I'm the type of goldfish where I just want to swim around. I want to learn. (laughs) I want to like see new things and and meet other goldfish. Well, and imagine if
0: like the, (laughs) imagine if the bowl in this scenario drops and breaks or falls into the ocean. Yeah. Right. Imagine that wide ocean, And how much you can look at and see and experience, and then you meet new fish (laughs) in in the sea. Now we're getting weird. Yeah. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. Right. Like, there's so many analogies here I'm trying to keep up. But the point is, is, like, if you're just stuck in that same bowl, like you said, you're not going to know any different. Yeah. Which is... It's not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. for certain people, mm-hmm. but there's just some of us that we strive off of new and different and change yeah. and I'm the same way mm-hmm. i I need consistency, I need a schedule, I need constructive
1: routine routine yeah, I do,
0: and whether I can admit that to myself or not. It is definitely a thing. And my yeah. mom's even mentioned it. She's like, you are so like based off of consistency. Yeah. You just need consistency yeah. and schedule. Like I just, I strive better and I accomplish more. Mm-hmm. And cause once I start not having things to do or like goals in mind, yeah. I start becoming a hermit crab and I close off and yeah. I don't get anything done get, like,
1: Complacent, and I
0: get complacent and lazy. Yeah. Honestly, when it comes down to it, I get lazy. Yeah. And, but when I have six different things going on, I get so much more done. Yeah. And it's so weird because I'm like, man, I wish I had more time. Yeah, but totally. as soon as I had more, have more of that time, I get nothing done. Yeah. I just sit around in my PJs yeah. <laughs> watching Netflix.
1: Yeah. I I'm, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> And like, that's, I don't know. That's part of the reason why I felt like I needed to leave the courthouse and why it was so hard for me to leave the courthouse is because I had that routine and I was, you know, I was feeling it. I was thriving. I was, yeah, I was feeling confident and I had a bunch of friends there and it felt like my second family. And I, you know, but at the same time, I was like, not really satisfied with where I was because, you know, I was working with attorneys all the time. I was working with public defenders all the time. And I was like, I want to be you. Yeah. And so that's kind of what, what pushed me. And I definitely think that I could have continued to work at the courthouse for years, yeah. you know, like I think it would have been an easy and comfortable choice for me to continue, like be working there now and work there for however many years. But in terms of like growth and like the career and that I want, yeah, yeah, moving up and, and climbing that ladder and breaking those those glass ceilings, you know, yeah. like I, I knew that I had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think it was interesting because it was always this far away goal for me that I was like, Oh, I'm going to get there, but it's just going to take time. And I was slowly chipping away, slowly getting there. And now that it's just around the corner, I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) like, can (laughs) I do this? Like second guessing myself and everything. And like, I know that I can, but it's just, it's been such a journey. And like, I'm, really proud of myself. Yeah. Um, but I just wish that I could take all my people with me, you know?
0: Yes. Um,
1: but to return to the goldfish analogy, because I will not let that go (laughs) is that if I am, you know, swimming away over to Washington, experiencing the fresh water, what they have to offer over there. And I'm like, you know what? I loved Washington, but I have a soft spot and it's you know, for Colorado, Colorado is still there for me. I yeah. can still come back. I can swim back. I can be with my goldfish in Colorado again and be like, mm, so glad I had that experience <laughs> because now like, I know for sure, for certain that like, I want to be in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I just know that like, I need to push myself to like experience other things so that I'm not always wondering, you know, like, was it, was I, am I here because that was the easy and comfortable choice or am I here because I truly want to be here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: not just settling. Yeah. You have the opportunity to be like, no, this is actually what I want after testing the waters and really seeing what's out there and yeah. then finding out what you really want. Yeah. Cause who's to say that in three years or four years, whenever you're done with your schooling, mm-hmm. That you stay out in Washington. Yeah. I mean, worst case, we just come out and see you. I'll yeah. come out and see
1: you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've definitely thought about that too. And I thought about, you know, where I want to practice law, but I feel like at this point, it's just catch me in three years. We'll do a follow-up interview. Yep. Or something oh yes, like we that. will.
0: Um, I don't doubt it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then we can see what the heck I'm up to yeah. and, and what, you know, life has in store for me or if I was ab- able to finish law school, which I will. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm saying that to, you straight up will. to the universe. That all the I positivity, will. all yes. the good energy. Yeah, I'm sending it. <laughs> sip it in, sip it in. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know where I'll end up, but I'm kind of excited for this journey. I think it'll really become clear to me once I'm out there, which will be in you know, three and a half weeks, which, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, but I think at that point, you know, it'll become real. Mm-hmm. But until then, I can just, I can talk about it forever <laughs> and who knows what it's going to be like. Yeah, you could,
0: yeah. It's one of those things where you can talk all day, but until it actually is in front of you, you really don't know. Yeah. You just
1: don't. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I decided to get another cup of Double chai? Is it Was it double
1: try? Yeah, it's double. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that means double the caffeine, but it's very tasty. <laughs> Either
1: way, you will be staying up tonight,
0: whether it's single or oh, double. Oh, I straight up, it, yeah. If it was even just a little caffeine, I'm not used to it, so my body's like,
1: woo! <laughs> well, we're, I mean, I don't usually drink coffee this late, but, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> sometimes it just be like that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Maybe I'm, like, prepping myself. For law school by oh, drinking coffee. Yes, there you go. Okay, that, that makes me feel better. That way, that makes way more sense. Yeah. But see, I'm not prepping
0: myself for high, uh, law school. I almost said high school. <laughs> go back to high school. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, so I want to jump back into a little bit of Washington. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that there were two potential schools that you could have gone here, but you want to challenge yourself and kind of push yourself in a different situation or try try something new. And uh, so you chose Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, You said that you were going to join Zag Law, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. And so out of all the schools, how did you kind of come up with that one in Washington?
1: Yeah. So I am going to Gonzaga Law School, which is in Spokane, Washington, which is 30 minutes from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So it's I joke with people that it's in Washington, but it's basically Idaho just because it's so close. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was looking for schools that were kind of like had a similar feel to Colorado. Um, so I applied to a, a, a fair amount of law schools like on the Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay. Just because I feel like they kind of have a similar culture and vibe to Colorado. Um, but also I almost went to Gonzaga for undergrad. Um, and you know, so I had visited there before and I had like very fond memories of it. So I, it was, it was always kind of like in the back of my mind. And then I, you know, applied there and I got in and I, they gave me a pretty good scholarship, which is always nice because like we were saying earlier, law school is just ridiculously expensive. And yeah, so I was super excited about that. And then I went ahead and I visited just a couple months ago and I just fell in love with the town and my My uncle lives there. So that was a a huge plus is that I already have family there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, just it really felt like the right choice for me. Like it felt like it was had enough of what I like about Colorado without being Colorado and still forcing me to, you know, swim into deeper waters or whatever you want yeah. to say, it, if we're still going with this cold <laughs> Yeah. Which I will not let go of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's it's still very, like, outdoorsy there, which is something that I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both hikers. Yeah. yeah. And so I still have that there. And it's still kind of, you know, a new environment. Um, the, t- the city of Spokane isn't very big. Kind of small po- town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, population-wise, so... Um, like, it, would you say it would be like the size of Boulder? Yeah, of yeah, yeah, like the size of Boulder, yeah. so pretty comparable,
0: and so it, it felt like... For those of you that don't know Boulder, it's just another college town. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, a um, here in Colorado, we know Boulder is as, as a college town, as well as Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and somewhat of Durango, but um, we're, I think... Fort Collins and Boulder is kind of just known as like the college town. Yeah, the
1: college town. Yeah. I feel like they have like similar populations of yeah. a, a large majority of the population are students. Are students. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um so yeah, Spokane kind of seemed like that and I really enjoyed myself when I visited um and I just got a really good feeling about it and and the fact that I had already considered going there, strongly considered going there for undergrad just kind of Led me back to that decision, and so it really wasn't a tough decision for me to make. Oh, okay, but yeah, Washington definitely seemed like a good uh alternative to Colorado just because I think they're pretty similar.
0: Yeah, well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just talking to one of the ladies I for my appointment earlier today, she mm-hmm. was mentioning that one of her clients was from Oregon mm-hmm. and moved out here to Colorado and actually had the same kind of people and the, like laid back outdoorsy mm-hmm. and just kind of that same, just overall a uh, vibe out, uh, environment. And Lifestyle, so it yeah. almost seemed like she didn't leave home, right. but left home, you know, in a yeah. weird way, but she didn't leave too far. Right. And <laughs> Yeah. So it was just, um, it worked out for her and she really liked it. So it was, it's very interesting to hear that in that type of part of the states, you know, yeah. Oregon, Washington area. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be kind of very similar to Colorado. Yeah. And just as far as like the people and just the overall energy that kind of goes through mm-hmm. the states.
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah. And like, I haven't spent a ton of time in Washington, so I don't want to just immediately blanket statements say it's like the same as Colorado but at the same
0: time (laughs) like it feels people in Washington are like we're not like Colorado Yeah, (laughs) they're like getting defenses sorry we know that every state is unique in their own way yeah
1: (laughs) but it yeah like I said it just felt like a good place to a a good place to like yeah exactly yeah. yeah so I felt really as much as I am nervous to leave, it mm-hmm. felt like a good place for me to, you know, start. Start again. And also I a uh, one of the judges that I worked uh with at the courthouse went there for law school and two a, a couple attorneys that I worked with went there for law school as well. So oh. it was kind of on my radar and yeah. I knew about it. So I just knew that it would be a good option for me. And it was it was honestly a no brainer once I visited to to decide to go there but you know with that said I'm still I'm excited but I'm still really nervous about leaving Colorado yeah but it feels like a good place to land for me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: well you I think well you and I mentioned a little bit that you you'll come back during your summer times
1: and yeah visit with family and friends and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah like that's yeah That's a the good thing about being from Colorado and loving Colorado so much is that I will always have a reason to come back. Yeah, and you know I can come back during the summers if I want. I can come back, you know, during the holidays to to spend time with family and friends. And so, like, it doesn't it doesn't seem like I'm making the wrong choice either way. You know, right, right.
0: Well, and it's not like one and done that's all you get you Mm -hmm. can't come back like yeah (laughs) you have the the ability to come back and and see all your all your people yeah
1: and that's what it like coming back to it's as temporary as permanent as I want it to be correct um you know like I was saying earlier if I wanted to stay in Washington like I certainly have that option but if I want to come back to Colorado that's also an option for me yeah um you know I kinda wish have to test the, water and yeah, see test kind the of how waters. yeah, feel in three years, yeah, I wish that it wasn't gonna be like a ridiculous you know fifteen hour drive for me to get there. I wish it I wish it could be I could just pop back on the weekends if I wanted to, yeah, but yeah, you know, I get that. it can't, yeah, so I don't know, just like a a short flight away, and it'll push me to kind of just meet new types of people and a lot of my like upcoming fellow students, <laughs> yeah. Are from these, like, towns that I've never heard of. And yeah. Well, and to... you'll meet so many people
0: that are from so many different places. Yeah. And what's crazy is you'll learn so much, not even just from law, just about yourself. Yeah. About other people. Yeah. And it's just, it's insane the opportunities you're going to have without even realizing it before it happens, because it's not just about law school right. here. Right. Like, yeah. You're, yes, you're going to Washington mm-hmm. for law school, but that's just a part of
1: it. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to, like, keep in mind, and that's not something that I even really thought about until you said it. Like, I I totally agree with you, Yeah. and that's what I'm excited about, is that, yeah, I'm going there for law school, but it's not, I'm not just going to be learning about the law, I'm going to be learning about myself, learning about other people, you know, gaining a broader perspective of, like, the world, and, you know, pushing myself, because I really think that that'll make me a better attorney, Yeah. is that... I'm going to be interacting with like different types of people and correct and living in different places and having more of an understanding than just, you know, a 30 mile radius of where I grew up in Colorado. Yeah. You'll have more
0: experience. Too. Yeah. Like you'll have experience in from Washington and you can bring that experience back yeah. or to a new location mm-hmm. and you like, well, it turns out I learned something out there that we do a little, do it differently. Yeah. And it's actually better or right. just more productive yeah. or, you know, something that, they you could teach others here who who's to say you know you don't come back with new information yeah
1: and maybe it'll be easier for me to move places you know in the future too yeah you know
0: yeah because i think
1: i'm very cemented here yeah i know i'm very cemented here but you know i think it i think it's good
0: surprised yeah you'd be surprised to be
1: able to constantly adapt and Well, and once you adapt
0: the first time around, it's not so hard the second or third time around because you're like, okay, I got this. I know how to do this now. This isn't my first rodeo. Yeah.
1: And I'm already, (laughs) like, I'm already having to, and you can probably relate to this, but you know, in the, in this move, I'm having to get rid of a bunch of stuff and be like, what do I need? And what do I not need? Yeah. And I feel like there's something, and you have to
0: come to terms with what you really
1: yeah. actually need
0: versus what you think you need. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't want to be lugging something, you know, 15 hours away if I don't actually really. need it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think no, that you're going
0: to have to downsize. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I think it will kind of force me to evaluate like yeah, what I what I can live with, what I can live without.
0: Yeah, but it'll feel good though because mm-hmm. then you don't have that lingering over your shoulders either. Yeah, because then you're like, okay, I've, I've. It's almost not a full fresh start, but it is. It's like you're kind of coming to this new location with what you need and what's necessary to kind of get you started, and yeah. then you'll find that you'll accumulate right certain things while you're out there. Yeah, and in three years, if you move, you. Got to do it again. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of part of moving, but like, yeah, it's not the funnest thing, but it can be quite interesting when you move because I just moved recently and I got rid of a lot of stuff more than I thought I was going to, especially with clothes. Right. There's clothes that I still wore and I still got rid of just because I was like, it's time to, it's time to let that go. I've had yeah. it for like ten years. It's time to separate and try to buy a new shirt. Right. <laughs> like, I don't buy clothes very often, but um, and I take good care of my clothes. Mm-hmm. I have it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So the clothes that I have, I've had forever, Same. but it was just, it was time. It was like, okay, I have, I've worn this to its point. Yeah, It's time to let it go. Yeah.
1: Like, and even, I don't know, even some things I look at, like, I'm like, oh man, I wore that in high school. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I have a few of those too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know if we need that still, like yeah. I don't even wear it anymore. Like maybe you should get rid of it.
0: So here's a funny thing now that you brought that up so, so i was the same way i had a lot of shirts from high school and i was like it's kind of a memory thing for me now yeah. at this point i don't like know if i necessarily thing. yeah and i don't necessarily know if i want to get rid of it but yeah. i also don't think i'm going to wear it yeah um but what i ended up doing is i actually cut all my old sh- shirts up yeah. my all, all my t-shirts or long sleeve shirts into like squares. And I actually made a quilt out of it. Okay.
1: That, okay. I admire you so much for doing that because (laughs) that is something that I told myself. I held on to all these (laughs) raggedy shirts, all the stuff I knew I would never wear again, because I told myself I would either make a quilt or pay someone to make a quilt. And guess what? I did not care of those things. (laughs) And I think eventually maybe they're in a suitcase somewhere. I honestly could not tell you where they are, I might have just gotten rid of them. Mm, yeah. Because I was like,
0: well, that's okay too. That's yeah. okay too.
1: Yeah. Um I didn't keep them all, but like I was like these are
0: going to be some of the ones that I definitely will remember. Yeah. And I I I cut them up and I sewed each of them by hand and then I made a pretty good size too. But I, then,
1: I didn't even know you were a quilt maker.
0: I'm not. That was my first and only quilt that yeah. I've ever made in my life. And it, what ended up happening was, is I, I hand sewn the main components, the, yeah. the main shirts to each other. And so once I had the main shirt, uh, my mom and my mom actually helped me with the last little bit because it was hard to finish that out. It's yeah. hard to hand sew all of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so much work. But I wanted to know the basis, right. honestly. Yeah. I have to start somewhere. And yeah. I, I didn't want the machine to do it all for me. Or And my grandma is uh not so much a quilter, but she, like, repairs jeans. She sews. She She makes a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so I didn't want to, like put it on to her to do the work. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, let me just get the the main frame here yeah. of all the shirts and I hand sewn all of them and then my mom's like, "Okay, well you need you need a backing, you need a supporter because these these shirts you you sew them together and it, I'm sure it'll last a while, mm-hmm. but like you need that support otherwise it's going to it's not going to last as long." Yeah. So we found a material at Joanne's Craft art store or whatever yeah. and it was just a soft blanket material and we cut it out to the size for the the quill I think we got two two sizes and sewn them together because it was just not big enough I made like not I'd I'd say a queen size blanket I it was were pretty like, good I size. I didn't hold on to that many shirts but and then no, you're like I made a queen size well, blanket. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I had uh if, if it was just the shirts without any addition I would say it was a twin but I oh. wanted to
1: make it bigger you want, and you wanted to be like quilty. yeah
0: so my mom or actually my grandma had some extra little pieces of material yeah. that she had saved and so I used some of them to add to the sizing so mm-hmm. I could make it bigger because I didn't want to just be all cuddled up in this tiny little blanket yeah I wanted a, a decent size I didn't want to like have my feet sticking out. Yeah. If I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I kind of want this a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I could have probably waited, but I wanted to just make it because this was like over a year. Like I didn't make it all in one go. Yeah. You know, I, I did a few here, did a few there. And then by the, like a year from then it was like, okay, it's time to put this thing together. Yeah. I want to actually use it. So then we use the machine. Mm. And my grandma kind of did the first part of it, and she's like, okay, this is how you do it. And so I sewed the a little bit of it, and then she helped me kind of do the rest of the backing because it's kind of difficult, especially yeah. with how big it was. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, we finished it, and it looks really good, and I'll have to show you it yeah. one of these times. Send but I me a picture I, or something. Yeah, yeah, actually, I have one I'll have to show you. Yeah. But, um I bet you felt very accomplished. I did. I felt very accomplished, but I don't know if I would ever do it again. But the thing is, is so I had this idea after I made this one Uh that I went to, uh, well, after I got back from Hawaii, I ended up going on a trip to New York and Greece. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I got a t-shirt from each location. So I have them still and I have not worn them actually I've saved them specifically to try and make another quilt for the places I've been. Yeah. But the problem with that is, is <laughs> it's like, if I want to travel, and I plan to, I want to travel everywhere. And imagine how many shirts, shirts. that's going to add up yeah. to, and I'm like, oh, so did
1: I like... Do you want to start wearing these shirts then, so that you can, they can be shirts that you wear rather than shirts that you quilt? I mean... Or are the, you the, planning the, on committing to, to this? To be fair, the one
0: from Greece I would wear but the one from New York just says, I love New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really like, I'd probably wear it while working out or yeah. something like that, but I don't know. It's not something where I'm like, yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah, like, like yeah. 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 It was just more of the memory. Like, yeah, yeah, I've been to New York. Um, But the Greece one, that one's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. a cool t-shirt. And I might probably actually start wearing it, yeah. but the whole idea was to just have these places that I've been and turn it into a quilt because I thought it'd be super cool like a
1: physical representation yeah Yeah. but i
0: like again like with as many places I want to go I'd have to probably do one for the United States alone and then one for the you know countries that are outside of the state and like you know Europe or whatever or Japan it would probably have to be two separate quilts and that gets like out of hand quickly because then I'm like, oh, all that work, all that sewing—I yeah. don't know if I want to go through
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> that was so much. Well, I thought about scrapbooking. Like, I want to yeah. get into my my
0: grandma loves scrapbooking. Yeah, she loves it. She has so many like different like stickers and like little you know doodads. You can, to yeah, to I the, feel like you can, can make really, it really fun. Yes, and it's crafting. It's a it's a craft. It's yeah. an art. Some of some of those um uh. Craft books or the you know collaging and stuff like that can really it looks cool yeah
1: yeah and I feel like I have there's so many things that I have that like you know maybe I don't have the t-shirt but I think I have I have a bunch of you know like train tickets from you know the UK oh and yeah like different pictures that would be from awesome for scrapbooking and yeah. like little things from when I worked at the courthouse that like are you know, in that, literally in that box right there, but yeah. I have kept because I'm like, I keep telling myself that I want to start scrapbooking and I hope that I muster up the motivation to do that. <laughs> and I don't just do what I did with all those shirts <laughs> and just tell myself that I'm going to quilt for, for 10 years. Hey, you never
0: know, man. You, you, the idea is great, but it takes a lot of work and yeah. a lot of time. Like, yeah. that quilt, like I said, it it wasn't just, like, a one-and-done kind of, mm-hmm. let's just get this over with. Yeah. Like, it took me some time to, like find the time and muster up just the motivation to sew all yeah. of those little pieces together and make sure that it was right <laughs> like,
1: but like but the thing about it is like the thing about scrapbooking and think about quilting is that like you can look back at it and you'll be like I will have this forever I'll, I'll have this forever I'm so glad that I did this like yeah. I like look at all the things that I did and yeah so, like you won't regret it maybe this pep talk will motivate me <laughs>
0: To well, and you have me now in your life. Yeah, so you, I'll I'll be like, hey, how's that scrapbook? Yeah, keep me looking? keep me accountable.
1: <laughs> keep me accountable because I like I just need to go to Michaels or Joanne's or something and like get a scrapbook. or we something. We
0: could do an adventure to the art store. Yes. I'll come out to Washington. You and I will go. <laughs> okay, to, to their art, their local art store yeah. out there, and we'll start scrapbooking. Yes, that would be like <laughs> it's
1: such a fun little activity, and we can start
0: with simple, simple. Like pages and then kind of progress, but maybe yeah. I make a page and you make a page.
1: Yeah. Okay, everyone at home, <laughs> here's an idea for you. And also, we'll see if this comes into fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, can we make this happen? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm, that's exciting.
1: Something to add to the to do list. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, I guess I have one main final question for you. Mm-hmm. I'll and we'll kind of end with this, but uh, my, I guess my question to you is, is there, is there any sort of, well, I'm guessing there is, but like, what would you say, like some of the misconceptions are with law or either joining law or about law? Like, it's just sort of like, I know that's kind of a broad question, Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, there's just, we have a certain way of looking at things until we're told otherwise. Mm -hmm. So and sometimes we don't know that it runs a certain way, um, because we're not in their shoes, you yeah. know, like we don't, we don't know. Cause we're not in that industry. Uh-huh. We're not in that career. Right. Um, so with your experience, you know, for the three law, uh, three years, three mm-hmm. laws, <laughs> three years, you know, what have you learned so far? And what do you think that you'll, uh, what do you think one of your misconceptions mm-hmm. are as well before you've joined law school?
1: Yeah. So first, uh. I just want to say that I think I thought that I knew a lot about the law before I started working at the courthouse, just like based on stuff that I had read. Right. Um, And then I think that once I started working there, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I really don't know what I'm talking about. And the legal system is just so confusing and so complicated that... It's so difficult to understand if you know you don't work in the legal field mm-hmm. and that's what is just so scary for people that are especially getting into legal trouble, yeah, or don't know their rights or are being told you know by people in positions of authority. This is the way that it is is that it's just it's such a scary process, yeah, and something that I kind of grappled with. Working at the courthouse is that oftentimes when you're running into people at the courthouse, it's their worst day or it's the accumulation of bad choices or bad luck or a bad circumstance or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to understand first, like, that's probably not who that person is that whatever got them to this point, like is just terrifying and so scary for them. And, you know, often people will lash out and just be so upset. But I think what I've learned is that, you know, I'm constantly just trying to learn more um, about the law, which, you know, I said before I worked at the courthouse, I really thought that I knew not the law, but just, I knew like social theories You know, because that's what they they teach you in school. But until you're actually in it, working with people, talking with people and interacting and and just seeing. Because my role at the courthouse is that I was like essentially a, a court clerk. So if you are looking at a courtroom, the judge is the person that, you know, everything is faced towards the judge. Everyone is addressing the judge. And if you look down a little bit, you'll see the court clerk. Typing away on the computer. Um, that's different than the court reporter. I'm not and never have claimed to be a court reporter. Okay. The court reporter is the person that's essentially typing out everything that everyone says so that there's like a transcript. Correct. Um, of what they all say. Of what is everyone's saying. Yeah. But the the court clerk or the judge's assistant, which is what I was doing, was essentially making sure that anything that the judge ordered or ruled was memorialized Um, on the computer database system that's communicated with other law enforcement agencies so that they know that whatever happened to that person is something that is like universally able to be accessed by everyone. Okay. So I feel like that really gave me like an inside knowledge or scoop to knowing what the legal process is like. But before that, you know, before working at the courthouse, I couldn't have told you any of those things. Right. And and I just wanted to make sure that I was able to use my knowledge to help people so that they were less afraid or less confused or less upset about what was happening. And I couldn't be like, you know, hey, slip me a 20 and I'll make every, all your problems go away. Right, right. And <laughs> I was like, I will hold your hand through this process without giving you legal advice because I was not allowed to give legal advice, but I will explain to you what's happening and I'll try and like ease your worries so that you're not as scared because being in a courtroom in front of a judge, that is so scary. And it's like, you know, it just feels like so high stakes. But you know what? I'm sure three years from now, I'm going to look back at me saying that I, you know, knew things at the courthouse, and be like, that is hilarious. She yeah. didn't know anything. <laughs> so I guess I'm just like constantly Or learning. a fraction of what... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, I guess it's all part of the complete picture. Yeah. And yeah, so I definitely don't have a complete picture right now, but I'm I'm more than willing and eager to, like, learn and just, like, use my experience to help other people. And because I want to be a public defender, I think that's where... I don't know, I just really want to be able to help people. But another common misconception that people have that I completely understand is that, like, attorneys are greedy and selfish and money-hungry and vindictive and, you know, just out to get you and just for their own profit and everything. And I definitely think that there are attorneys like that. No doubt there are attorneys like that. But there are also attorneys that are... Just want to help you and just want to make sure that, you know, you're being taken care of, you're getting the best legal representation that you can. And if you can't afford it, you know, like the Sixth Amendment says, you know, that then an attorney will be uh, given to you or or, you know, able to represent you. And so being a being a public defender, which is what I want to do there, there's a type of, I don't know, umbrella term called public interest law, which is like working for a nonprofit, uh, being a public defender, being a district attorney, people that work for the state or that work for a nonprofit agency basically get paid very, very little Mm. in the grand scheme of things. And so I would just like to say that's another common misconception is that all attorneys are evil and greedy and rich. That is not true. Okay. (laughs) And I can tell you right now that I'm planning on going into a career as a public defender, where I know (laughs) that I will be paid, like, crumbs. Mm. So, I don't know. I think it's, but it's all because I just want to be able to, like, help people. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's any help at all, but I just kind of want to push back on that. It clears it
0: up. I know that, well, kind of what you were mentioning, like, we all have thoughts about everything. Government law (laughs) just rules in general yeah yeah (laughs) but the thing is is it's really based off of people's experiences like it's like when people don't like going to the hospital or Mm -hmm. the dentist yeah they just don't have very good experiences so they don't care much to go to those places because they just don't feel comfortable right and not to say that there's plenty of nurses or you know doctors that want to make sure that you're comfortable while Mm -hmm. staying there but Mm -hmm. You know, you just sometimes have an unfortunate memory or event that happens that kind of deters you from wanting Mm -hmm. to really deal with those same people. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because then it kind of puts a bad rep on the rest of us. Right. Like just like policemen, firefighters, Mm -hmm. lawyers, you know, it's just no matter who you are, what field you are in, there's always going to be someone that had a bad experience and will have kind of a bad memory Mm -hmm. regarding that certain field yeah but you just gotta understand that like you gotta do what you can do and all that you can do you know and the best that you're capable of doing and and hopes that someone will recognize you know that you're not greedy and yeah. <laughs> and uh self-centered and and all the other <laughs> descriptions that they could give in an attorney <laughs> but uh yes, attorneys might have some bad reps, but Mm -hmm. so does everybody else. I mean, I don't think it really matters where you're at and what field you're in. You know, there's, there's, there's bound to be some people that are just don't have their head, uh, screwed on. right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. I think like in any industry that there, there tend to be bad apples or rotten apples.
0: Yeah. Um, and you just gotta be the. The sweet apple that comes in and
1: saves the day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, I I'm certainly hoping so. I, I I also know that I don't know the public defenders or a lot of attorneys just in general work insane hours. So yeah, you know, I can't really say what it's gonna be like from here. But I'm I don't know. I'm just hoping that I won't lose steam and
0: yeah. Well. I think that the fact that you know that about yourself and everybody else for that matter, I mean, for other attorneys and stuff, it, it's a possibility. Yeah. And it's a possibility for all of us to overwork ourselves. Right. But I think that the trick is is to make sure that you, I guess, I guess have that self-discipline to make sure that you take some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you separate yourself from the problems. And I know that there's so many that you'll probably, nine times out of ten, take it home with you. Yeah, And you'll have to try... Your heart is to kind of shut it off sometimes, because right. I know that it'll probably be kind of daunting or like heavy on you, mm-hmm. and you just gotta be like, I did what I could, yeah, I did the most that I could in yeah. in today's today's efforts, right, I just gotta start again the next day, you yeah. know and in, in hopes that I can accomplish some more, you know, and it's so funny, I'm not trying to compare my job to anywhere close to what you'll be doing, but my supervisor recently told me that like during our customer service, we help quite a few people at a time. Mm-hmm. And there's many tickets when you come in into the day mm-hmm. trying to help these people with their all their questions and stuff like that. And there's gonna be days where there's more tickets flowing in than you can keep up with. Yeah. And some days you can get it down to like 20 to 30 tickets,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sometimes you cannot get it that number to move. Yeah. But The trick of it is, is doing as many as you can and just stay focused one email at a time. time. So in this case, one, you know, client at a time. Yeah. And yes, there's going to be a stack full and it might, you know, drop and it might raise, but all you can do is focus on what's at hand right now and just know that you did as much as you could and you helped, but they'll still be there the next day. There's still going to be as many clients waiting at the door and you just can't let that affect you and be so heavy on you because you are there you are making a difference yeah and you are helping as much as possible they might not see that Mm -hmm. but you just have to know what you're capable of and you're only one person and you only have two hands yeah you only got one brain
1: so i don't know like and this this is for everything and every every day but there's only so much that you can do in a day yeah and so if I don't know,
0: it's that self discipline just not to be so hard on yourself. Yeah. I know that's kind of easier said than done speaking for myself as well, but it's just you got to have to try and remind yourself to take a breather every now and again so you don't get burnt out. Okay. Or if you do, you're just like, okay, I need some space mm-hmm. or I need to like self soothe, mm-hmm. self reevaluate and just start fresh yeah. and you know, a lot of self care, mm-hmm. a lot of whatever you need to do to just kind of decompress. <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then start all over. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. But you, you can't let it get to you. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I feel like if you let it get to you, then it's take any other lawyer, right? Imagine if it got, if it gets to them every single time, mm-hmm. I don't think they'd be doing it right. Yeah. They they have to find a switch. Yeah. Otherwise there'd be no way. Right. You know, and it's so... interesting
1: that you, you mentioned that because in, in part of my honors thesis, talking to you know, criminal defense attorneys, public defenders about how they're able to do their job, how they're able to compartmentalize, how they can, you know, balance work and play or, you know, work and family and everything. And a lot of them do mention, you know, like kind of having to like flip a switch a little bit or, you know, like keeping two phones and leaving your work phone in the car or just like setting boundaries for yourself because, I think the hard thing about, you know, working in public interest or, you know, being a public defender, even being a a district attorney, you could argue, is that, you know, you're dealing with people's lives, you know. And so I think it's really hard not to take it home when you're like, oh, shoot, you know, if I don't do this or, you know, then that person is going to prison for X amount of years, you know, but... But going back to what we're saying, you know, you're only one person. You only have two hands, one brain. There's only so much you can do in a day. And if you go to bed at night knowing that you did your best, then, you know, I, I hope that's enough for me to just keep going because you can't win every fight, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go into thing, giving, you know. Situation. Right? Every situation giving yeah. all that you have. And I know that I'm that type of person in, you know, anything that I – pursue is that you know I'd like to think that I give my everything oh yeah Yeah. so yeah I'll just have to definitely keep that in mind (laughs) yeah
0: you'll have to kind of play it by ear in a sense just because it's not going to be something that you'll see yeah at first you probably won't even know you're doing it until someone else brings it up right but you'll be like oh you're right I'm kind of overworking myself right now but I guess trying to go in knowing that that's a possibility or that that's more likely yeah, that going to happen, you're you probably more apt to like notice it yeah, exactly. versus just head in and just, yeah. you know, head down and just tunneling in yeah. and just never looking up and right. But you also have to keep in mind, you're going to have a team. Yeah. You know, you're not going to just, it's not going to just be you. Yeah, You're going to have people helping you. Yeah, Like that's kind of what's nice about fields like that is it's, Yes, you might do some of the work just on your own, mm-hmm. but you'll have some team members or uh, colleagues. Colleagues. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I was <laughs> the word. Yeah. Um that that's gonna be there with you. Yeah, or going um, through
1: the same exact thing so we can all commiserate.
0: Correct. Yeah. Or even just in school. Imagine like st- study buddies. Yeah. You know, and they come up with a completely different solution yeah. than you would have. And you're like, wow, I can use that for any future situation. Yeah. Like, but you just said it yourself, though. There, There's going to be wins. There's going to be losses. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're in that kind of, not day and age, but we're just kind of in that situation where you can't win them all. Yeah. Unfortunately. And it's it's not just with law. It's just with everything. Right. You're going to try your hardest. You're going to do what you can, but you're just going to keep pushing and you might not win that one, but you might win the next or you might win two in a row. Yeah. And that's awesome. And it's going to feel kind of terrible when you can't win that, you know, that first one Yeah. or like that first one that you lose, it's going to hit, Mm -hmm. but you have to understand that it's just like, that's how it is. And I think that's why people are so nervous about law over Overall, is because like yes, it's very confusing and it's very hard to like for myself even. I don't know much about law, mm-hmm. and so it makes me very nervous because I someone could say something, and I I could you don't, totally believe them. Yeah, I have you don't no idea. Different. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, hello.
1: <laughs> you have a nice little nap.
0: Rigby just woke up from his nap <laughs> in the cabinet. In the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, just woke up and came and said hi. <laughs> that was the cabinet door you guys just heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to what we were talking about. It's it's going to it's hit a little for the very first one at least. Yeah. But that's, I think, a part of anything. It's just like you fail. You, you pick, fail a couple more times. Yeah, you pick but yourself
1: back up. Yeah. 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 Easy for yeah, easy for me to say. Yeah, it's easy for any of us. Sitting <laughs> on this couch, just relaxing. It's easy for any of
0: us to say, yeah. honestly. And yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. it's it's easier said than done, but it's just trying to like keep saying it, mm-hmm. keep te- keep talking yourself through it. It's those yeah. pep talks, and like having you know friends and family just to kind of just work it out. They're like this sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but we gotta. Try it again. Right. (laughs) Try it again tomorrow. My roommate always, you know, anytime there's something that you're not really looking forward to, you know, and you know it's going to happen, but it's it's coming up. Right. He's like, leave tomorrow's problems for tomorrow. Yeah. It's like a switch. You got to, you know, you know what's coming, but hey, that's tomorrow's problems. Yeah. Leave it for tomorrow. Yeah. Just enjoy what you have right now, what you're doing this evening, you know, (laughs) and come back at it. With a fresh mind and hopefully some sleep in, yeah. in the mix of that, and uh, and who knows, maybe you wake up and you have an epiphany of how how to solve it. Yeah, you know, it's like you just needed the rest. Right. You know, some people they they do like twenty four hours or they stay yeah. up all night trying to do it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's really crazy. Like, yes, you can put all that effort into it, mm-hmm. but if your mind rests well enough, mm-hmm. your your mind knows. Yeah, and sometimes that rest gives you that like, oh. There it is, yeah. like I could have done that, like where's that information yeah. that I need, you know? and you
1: can't and you can't do everything you know at full capacity, yeah, all the time, oh
0: yeah. our bodies yeah. and our brains are not meant for it, that's yeah. why rest is so important it's right. because we really need recharge mm-hmm. we are like batteries we we can't go and go and go and go without that recharge, yeah, otherwise it's like well, we're only gonna function at half speed, half capacity and probably won't do as well because we're running on fumes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can't perform as well if you're not going to give yourself that time to rest. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I can just remember that. (laughs)
0: Uh, If not, you got me again.
1: (laughs) And leave tomorrow's problems for tomorrow.
0: I'll text you every week. Have yeah. you Have you gotten some sleep? Yes.
1: <laughs> I think I, I will need that. And I'll be like, actually, Devin, I had a cup of coffee at 4 p.m. I've been awake for 20 hours already. How are you? How's your day going? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but we'll see.
0: Okay, so I'll get some spaz moments at one point or another. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I fully expect it if you're going to law school.
1: Well, I mean, like, that's what I'm like anyways, you know? Yeah, well, to be fair,
0: I have my moments, and I'm not even on caffeine, so at least you have an excuse. I do not. I do not.
1: As if I needed one
0: anyways. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it wrap it up here. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Elizabeth, for
1: just joining in and hanging out with me and just doing this interview. It was it was a blast. Yeah, I mean this is my first interview, um, and I love hanging out with you. So I don't really need a reason, <laughs> and you don't even have to thank me. But thank you for inviting me onto this and giving me the opportunity to um talk about myself so thank
0: you absolutely and thanks rigby for chilling with us i know half of it he like napped but it's good to have the company he's totally zoned out right now
1: yeah he didn't have a a ton to say yeah i thought we'd hear more from him
0: yeah definitely but that's okay the company was nice I uh, definitely have all the hair on me to prove that I was <laughs> in his. You'll uh, be able
1: to form an entirely separate cat <laughs> off of all the hair, or, that or you the have. quill. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. another art project that we could start. <laughs> Started, oh, that would be. Uh, that's kind of trippy. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's not do that. But we won't. <laughs> we could have enough hair to create. a... We
1: could, but we won't. Yeah,
0: let's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Out to everybody else for listening in. Uh we really appreciate you being here with us and just hanging out and listen to uh Miss Elizabeth and I just kinda chit chat about a little bit of everything and uh just kind of learn more about her adventures and soon to be law student here. It's just it's it's exciting to hear and learn about some new people's adventures and how they're going about it and there's just one more on the list that uh, we can safely say that we're excited to kind of see where she ends up and catch back up in the future and see where she ends up and how her schooling goes yeah, and i'll go and visit crossed. her in washington and yeah. maybe get another episode out there so you never know absolutely you never know but uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening in and if you guys have any questions you guys know where to find us But Uh, You can always email us at team at the tcircle.life or follow us on Instagram at the tcircle.life. You can always send in those voice messages as well. We always like to encourage those and always like to hear from you. We really appreciate it. All the support that we've been getting these last couple months are insane and we we love it. And I know that Mark and I took a small little break, but uh, we just wanted to come back strong. Some good content and good information for you guys. So I think this is a great start off point with August you know, and uh, we just, I'm i am looking forward to more of the information that we can provide you here in the future moving forward. Uh, we have so many things lined up for you guys and for the T-Circle. So we're just looking forward to, you know, growing and not just for the podcast, but with each other and meeting new people and having some new people interviewed. I'm looking forward to another podcast, kind of networking and, uh, collaborating with them, so stay tuned for that. It's a I'll keep it as a surprise for right now, but just stay tuned. But either way, we're gonna wrap it up here. Miss Elizabeth, do you have any information that you want to kind of share? Any sort of contact information that if they have any questions, they can reach out anywhere.
1: Yeah, so um I just have a couple of organizations that I'll I'll share with people that they can look into if they kind of want to learn more about I guess what I'm going into. So I mentioned um, that I had interned in an Innocence Project. And so, like I said, there are many Innocence Projects out there, but you can look into the Innocence Project. Um, It's a nonprofit legal clinic. And so that will definitely give you a a ton of information. Another organization that you can look into is the Equal Justice uh, Initiative. There's also the NAACP, um, the Legal Aid Society, the ACLU. Um, so I'll just give you a couple to start with and then, um, you know, from there, I'm sure you could go in any direction you choose, but I think it's really important to become, um, uh, more well informed about these topics. Um, especially if, if you don't know a ton about it. So I would start with those. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, this is just free for you guys to kind of look into it's, you know, no homework assignment here yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, you know, some people are kind of looking for more information. So you can definitely check that out. I'll have a few of them linked below in the informations, But otherwise, you know, just feel free to check that out if you're interested. As far as today's Interview. This was just really just a hangout for me and Miss Elizabeth and really figuring out where she's headed and what kind of information she's, you know, learned so far. And uh, this isn't just as a forewarn, this wasn't advertised or supported by any specific organization. This is just her and I chit chatting and seeing where where life's headed, mm-hmm. you know, where we're, where we're headed and hopes to uh, kind of just learn a little bit more of just different subjects and our dreams. And, and we really just want to kind of show to you guys that like you guys can really, whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. So
1: yeah, I if I can do
0: it, anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah. So I just want to leave it off with one kind of fun question. We always like to leave it off with a specific question that Mark and I kind of came up with at the very beginning of this whole podcast, because we figured it would be kind of different from the normal interview. Like we've talked about a lot and it's just sort of to get out of the main realm of what we've talked about the whole, the whole interview, the whole episode. Uh, so here it is. It's, um, if you were to have tea with anybody alive or dead, well, I guess in this case coffee, cause you were more of a coffee drinker, <laughs> but in any case, a uh, uh heart to heart conversation, chit chat, hangout, sesh, uh, anybody in the world, live Uh, or dead, who do you think you would choose and why?
1: Okay. Great question. I love this question. Um, my answer is like, so you said person, but I am going to take this,
0: uh, Oh, take it weird. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) um, mine would be the Beatles.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. The group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. the Group. Um,
1: and that you makes know, sense. Two, I know her as
0: the Beatle uh, yeah, level. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, huge, huge fan. Two of them are dead and two of them are still alive. So Paul and Ringo are still alive and George and John are dead. But if I could have tea with... The group. The group, I... That would be amazing. Oh, I'm
0: sure the two, you know, still living would love that. Because oh, then yeah. it's just I'll having just,
1: a I'll just send him a quick text and we <laughs> yeah. will be over soon. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, no worries. I'm surprised we haven't gotten tea already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that they would I'm hoping that they would like tea because they're all they're all British. Um, oh, yeah. But all you know, not every British person likes tea. So
0: Well, yeah, Mark's a huge tea drinker Easy. he's from the UK so okay. I don't know you never know yeah perhaps. but in any case it could be coffee it could yeah. be any sort of drink it's sort of just like just a little join around the tea circle. yeah you know who would you want to just pick their brains yeah you know, and chit chat with and hang out with <laughs> and so uh what would you kind of talk about what would you want to ask him <sighs>
1: I don't know I think I would just ask them about their career and their solo careers as well and just like their experiences together because they weren't even together for very long and they released so many albums and yeah so I think I would ask them about you know their individual experiences and their collective experience and how they felt that you know they rose to fame relatively quickly I would say and they kind of were I would I would argue like the catalyst to the British invasion and and informed so many other you know musical groups and really challenged and pushed um, you know rock and roll yeah and um, and yeah so I think I would I would talk to them about that I'd probably show them all my my Beatles memorabilia and I would tell them that <laughs> a little I, bit
0: of fan base in there yeah, somewhere. Be like to be. this
1: girl's a little bit unhinged
0: um because <laughs> they like, have to though I mean they're they're so famous you you have to have
1: a little bit of craziness yeah, to yeah exactly have that I kind mean, have of fan seen, base have you seen the videos of the girls that were the huge fans of the Beatles like you know in the 60s would scream they would pass out they would yeah they would faint they would chase after the Beatles they would be like pulling and tugging at their hair like I yeah. feel like that but just 50 60 years later you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely still at that I'm level. sure that
0: there's a certain point where they can handle it I'm sure they're they've had their fair share of crazy fans yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and probably even a little bit far off the hinge than anybody oh, could imagine definitely like obsessed in a yeah. whole unhealthy way <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah but uh, I'm sure that I'm sure they'd be good with it. So, Beatles here. If you if you're hearing this right now, all y'all, okay? Yeah. Alive, or Paul dead. Paul and Ringo. <laughs> Alive or dead? John and Ringo
1: from <laughs> the
0: grave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or john
1: john and george from the grave yeah
0: excuse me. <laughs> elizabeth wants uh some tea with you guys yeah. <laughs> so come and visit so just
1: have your people talk to my people yep you. yeah you exactly. have your people talk to rigby and rigby <laughs> will talk to
0: me yeah rigby is the setup the rigby is uh the communicator here yeah just gotta speak through rigby although could you imagine because there are some sort of uh what do they call it? Um, if like a ghost shows up, like the animals can sense them. <gasps> yeah. What would you do if like oh his God. hair sprung yeah. up or whatever? Well, if I knew. You'd be like, oh, it's the beetle. They're here. <laughs> well, if I knew if it was John and George,
1: like, you know. What's that... the
0: message? How, how would you be like, okay, so if if it's you, tell me, you know, oh. like what's that, tr- what's hey. that little oh, like. Oh, like the
1: Ouija board thing? Yeah.
0: Or oh like, God. or like a n- uh, notification or something like. You know, it's like, okay, how do I know it's you? You know, you have to kind of, well, I can't Harris, say this. This is obviously going public record, so obviously it can't be this because, like, someone else would probably do it oh, and be like, yeah. no, wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, no one else. Nobody can know no this. No one, but George Harrison, please. <laughs> I need you to communicate with me through the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. So if the lights flicker on and off, on and off, on and off, George, I know. Is here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man
0: that would be trippy what would you do if that happened
1: well if I knew it was George you know I'd probably just be elated maybe sing some of my favorite songs i probably put all things must pass which I think is that album his first solo album absolute banger I would put that on my record player and we would just I'd probably light a candle and we'd we would just, just jam have this together. together. Yeah. We would just jam. But that would um, be.
0: Okay, I like your answer to that. Yeah.
1: I definitely like that.
0: That would be cool. We'd just jam together. Yeah,
1: I'd be like, George. I
0: love that. Still
1: good. All these years later. People are like
0: still love oh, you.
1: I don't know. It's pretty creepy, but <laughs> I would enjoy it. Okay, well, you know, if they think it's creepy, George is not coming to your bedroom.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. He'll be
1: coming to George, my
0: George will get the message, be like, yes. I'll
1: stay away. Yes. I'll stay away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right. So you hear heard it here for folks. Miss Elizabeth would have tea or a heart to heart with the Beatles. Uh it's banned. If you haven't heard it, you need to. Yeah. Okay.
1: Do yourself a favor. Please. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Just
0: go and listen to them. <laughs> and if feudals are hearing it here first, contact Rigby and mm-hmm. uh, Rigby will uh, set it up. <laughs> yeah, he's my tour manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Rigby. Thank you to Miss Elizabeth. We'll catch you next time.
1: Yeah. yeah. See, we'll see what I'm how my sanity is a couple years <laughs> from
0: now. Yeah. We might be able to uh compare the two episodes. I'll see what uh <laughs> what happens. Oh yikes. <laughs> but thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Bye.